Hi, we're Lisa and Angie. Welcome to another episode of Pep Talks and Prosecco. If you like what you see and hear, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and share with your friends and family. We are all about building community. Cheers. 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 Welcome back. So good. So good. So today we're talking about mom guilt. But before we do, I think we need to do a little bit of a disclaimer. I agree. <laughs> there is no judgment here. We, of all people, would never judge anyone for how they parent their children. So let's just get that out of the way, first mm -hmm. of all. Um, and why I wanted to say that or why we feel like we need to have a little bit of a disclaimer is because we're going to talk about putting ourselves first today. And when we say that, we are in no way suggesting that any one of us wouldn't lay our lives on the line for the safety of our children and the betterment of our children. That's certainly not what we're suggesting. But we are maybe going to make ourselves feel a little bit uncomfortable mm -hmm. when we talk about mom guilt and how that actually can keep us stuck when we use our children as maybe an excuse mm -hmm. or a reason for not working toward um, building our best life. Right, and I think the other thing we need to mention as well is, let's just put it out there, kids can be the most masterful manipulators <laughs> on the planet. <laughs> and so whether you have an adult child like Lisa mm -hmm. has, right? Or if you have some smaller ones, like I have in, in my house, mom guilt is there forever and ever. Absolutely it is. Honestly, so when I think of mom guilt, oh my goodness, I don't think a day has gone by since I became a mom that it hasn't been part of a thought process that I've gone through. And I'll be completely honest, and I've spoken to my husband about this several times, that I do feel like for the whole decade of my 30s, I got very comfortable with the notion of mom guilt. Mm -hmm. And I used my own kids as, um, I don't know, an opportunity almost to to not take some risks and do things that were just about me for Angie and I finally clued in I can't even tell you exactly what the pivoting point was for that but I finally clued in and it really is about I can't be my best for others if I'm not my best for me and that doesn't mean that um, I'm not doing things for my kids and spending time with my kids but it does mean that I'm very intentional about protecting my own physical health, my emotional health, my mental health, my spiritual health. Because for me to be fueled that way, I can be a much better mom for my kids. And you know, there is a saying that says, you cannot pour from an empty cup. And I, so I truly true. believe that. So how about for you, Lisa? It is so true. And I guess for me, I became a mom quite young. And so, very early on, I needed to decide that I couldn't um, allow my, my son, my amazing son, who brought me so much joy, to get in the way of the dreams that I had for myself. And I mean, I've made some choices in my life as a parent that I look back now and think, oh my gosh, I can't believe that I did that. I moved at 23 years old with my five-year-old son to Toronto, just the two of us to pursue a dream. And I look back now and I think, what was I thinking? But what I always come back to and what I have for, for quite a long time now is, what am I modeling mm -hmm. for my son? 
And what would, how would he describe me? And I would hope that based on what I've done in his 27 years is show him the importance of being brave, show him the importance of going after your dreams. Mm -hmm. And I hope that he would say that she's somebody who's living her best life. And, you know, so for me, I think about that a lot. Well, how would he describe me? And he doesn't, he's not home anymore. I don't have those day to day responsibilities that I had, of course, when he was little. And I'm glad that I continue to focus on figuring out who I was outside of being a mom so that I still had those, those things in my life when he, when he left home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, you know, I, I really think if you can apply that lens of how is it that we want our children to think of us, mm -hmm. how can we model for them to be a positive contributing member of a community and of a, of a society? And one of the best ways that we can do that is if they see us firsthand demonstrating yes. having the strength to fail, mm -hmm. having the courage to fail, having the ability to make sacrifices for the better good. And um, it's a work in progress for me still, but I have started that work and it's, and it's really hard work because like I said earlier, like I love my kids. Yes. I love my kids to death, yes. but they have some pretty refined skills mm -hmm. on implementing some, some seeds of, of guilt. Um, and I think most of it is really that they're doing it subconsciously. They don't understand right. <laughs> they're doing it, but I have a choice of what I do with that information yeah. and how I move forward. And don't worry, they still con me into stuff all the time. All and the time. Sometimes I need a healthy dose of their, their feedback and their guilt as well. Um, I mean, I had a conversation with my son, uh, who's eight, not that long ago. And, mm -hmm. and he made a comment about, um, me not getting mad at him for a day because through his eyes, he saw me getting mad at him every single day. Wow. And I looked back and going, I don't feel like I'm getting mad at him every <laughs> single day, but his interpretation was that I was. So then, you know, that's a healthy bit of criticism and critique from him as well. It didn't mean that I stopped having expectations, right? but I have to say it has made me think about when I'm requesting things from him, maybe I just need to reword it mm -hmm. or rephrase it, or I need to ask in a, in a different way so that his perception isn't that it's just mom, like losing her noodle and freaking out all the time. Um, but that she has a request and I have a responsibility to respond as opposed to mom, mom getting angry. angry. So I'm not lowering my expectations, but I am taking the feedback that he gave yeah. me to, to make some changes in my, in my parenting as well. Absolutely. Some, I heard someone say not too long ago um, when we were, they were talking about mom guilt and it's kind of a, a controversial statement, but your children aren't the center of your world. You are, we are the center of our world. And while I don't know that I could love anyone more fiercely than I do my own child, it's kind of, it's interesting to think about, or it's pretty powerful to think about but I need to be the very best version of myself in order to be the best mom for him. So think about that and, you know, whether we're using our children as kind of maybe an excuse for not mm -hmm. living our best lives or are they helping us to live our best life? And you owe it to your kids 
for you to live a full life, for you to seek happiness, for you to have joy, for you to experience achievements and successes. Yes. My biggest nightmare is my son feeling sad for moving away because he's worried about what my life will be like once he's not around every single day. That, that was my biggest nightmare. And so I hope he sees that, you know, I'm still living my best life, even though I do miss him terribly and wish he hadn't moved to another province, but um, we we're so much more, we're so much more than, than that, that important role of, of mom. There's so much more to us. Cheers to moms. Cheers to mom. And cheers to you. Have a great night.